smoking in her new pram could hear it quite plainly and seemed to be smirking all the more self-consciously because of it. The foolish puppy, too, that took the place of the teddy bear. He was looking so extraordinarily foolish for no other reason but that he heard the secret whisper all over the house. There must be more money. Yet no one ever said it aloud. The whisper was everywhere and therefore no one spoke it, just as no one ever says, we are breathing, in spite of the fact that breath is coming and going all the time. Mother, said the boy, Paul, one day, why don't we keep a car of our own? Why do we always use uncles or else a taxi? Because we're the poor members of the family, said the mother. But why are we, mother? Well, I suppose, she said slowly and bitterly, it's because your father has no luck. The boy was silent for some time. Is luck money, mother? he asked rather timidly. No, Paul, not quite. It's what causes you to have money. Oh, said Paul vaguely. I thought when Uncle Oscar said filthy lucker, it meant money. <laughs> filthy lucre does mean money, said the mother, but it's lucre, not luck. Oh, said the boy. Then what is luck, mother? It's what causes you to have money. If you're lucky, you have money. That's why it's better to be born lucky than rich. If you're rich, you may lose your money. But if you're lucky, you will always get more money. Oh, will you? And is father not lucky? Very unlucky, I should say, she said bitterly. The boy watched her with unsure eyes. Why? he asked. I don't know. Nobody ever does know why one person is lucky and another unlucky. Don't they? Nobody at all. Does nobody know? Perhaps God, but he never tells. He ought to, then. And aren't you lucky either, mother? I can't be. I married an unlucky husband. But by yourself, aren't you? I used to think I was before I married. Now I think I'm very unlucky indeed. Why? Well, never mind. Perhaps I'm not really, she said. The child looked at her to see if she meant it but he saw by the lines of her mouth that she was only trying to hide something from him. Well, anyhow, he said stoutly, I'm a lucky person. Why, said his mother with a sudden laugh. He stared at her. He didn't know why he had said it. God told me, he asserted, brazening it out. I hope he did, dear, she said again with a laugh, but rather bitter. He did, mother. Excellent, said mother, using one of her husband's exclamations. The boy saw that she did not believe him, or rather that she paid no attention to his assertion. This angered him somewhere and made him want to compel her attention. He went off by himself, vaguely in a childish way, seeking for the clue to luck. Absorbed. Taking no heed of other people, he went about with a sort of stealth, seeking inwardly for luck. 
He wanted luck. He wanted it. He wanted it. When the two girls were playing dolls in the nursery, he would sit on his big rocking horse, charging madly into space with a frenzy that made the little girls peer at him uneasily. Wildly, the horse careered. The waving dark hair of the boy tossed. His eyes had a strange glare in them. The little girls dared not speak to him. When he had ridden to the end of his mad little journey, he climbed down and stood in front of his rocking horse, staring fixedly into its lowered face. Its red mouth was slightly open. Its big eye was wide and glassy bright. Now he would silently command the snorting steed. Now take me to where there is luck. Now take me. And he would slash the horse on the neck with the little whip he had asked Uncle Oscar for. He knew the horse could take him to where.